Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The, the Yamcast. Yam my name is Chris. And I'm Erica. And we made this podcast, talk about all kinds of fun stuff, young adults, college students, college student leaders, young adult leaders. We talk about the Bible, but not this week. No, not this, not this episode, I should say. So, Erica, if, we, if they wanted to like reach out to us, how would they do that? Well, Chris, they can reach out to us on social media at the Yamcast, or you could send us an email at yamcastpod at gmail.com. And that's what they can do. And we love correspondence. We do. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't believe it's June. And then it's June's done. Yeah. And now it's July. It's crazy how fast this year is going. I know. I know. As they, what do they say? The days are long, but the years are short or something. To that oh, that's effect. so depressing. I've heard that so many times. Yes, it's super, super depressing. I hear that's, I hear they say that when you have kids, that it, that's what it can feel like. And you're Anyways. feeling that it's true. Yeah. It goes, days go long. And yeah, some days are, you're just like, whew, I'm exhausted. Years are short. Mm-hmm. But I look at this uh, episode, you know, the, the June 2022 monthly five I like the monthly fives, but they also depress me because it makes me realize another month. Another by. month, yeah. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Yeah, you can't really stop it. No. It just keeps it just keeps happening. So what are you reading these days? So I'm still reading the same book I was last time. Uh, I feel like what it's going to become is I'll read a chapter a month. It'll be like basically book club. You're welcome, everyone. What was the name of that book again? It's called The Lazy Genius. And you are really working. Yeah, Lazy Genius Way. You're working it all the way through as much as you possibly can. Kendra Adachi wrote it. Um, I think I'm only on chapter three. So buckle up, guys. We're in this for a while. How many chapters are there? Probably 10. Will you be done in 2022? (laughs) That's a good question. Highly unlikely. No, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, But this last (laughs) chapter was about taking small steps. Okay. That, and I think we often do this. We really want to do something. Sure. So we set a, a goal that maybe is a little too lofty. Yep. We basically don't meet that goal within the first day. Like read a book. Month, ye- week, whatever it might be. So then we basically just give up. Right. So her thing is, let's stop doing that. Let's mar- start making more attainable goals, even if they're very small goals. Like sure. hers was... Basically, just to do a downward dog every day. Like her, she wanted to be, she wanted to do thirty minutes of yoga every day, and she realized that's not happening. Right. So just small goal, just a downward dog every day. And then sometimes that would actually go into doing a whole sun salutation or whatever. Sure. So, and then, I mean, she did notice that she was getting more flexible and different things. But anyways, um, but she kept that. Sure. It was a very attainable goal. Yeah. And that's kind of her point is to start small by making attainable goals that you will actually meet. Right. So. So if I made a goal like eat lunch every day, is that a good goal? Is that a goal you need? No. Okay. I was going to say, do you not eat lunch every day? Some days. Yeah. I don't know what that would be like. Some days that I miss it. Um, I mean, if that's something you want to incorporate in your life <laughs> is making sure to eat lunch every day. I mean, her thing was she wanted to incorporate yoga into her life. Right. So this was a easy, I shouldn't say easy, an attainable way to do that. Sure. So whatever you're wanting to incorporate in your life, like they were like, she has, she has a bunch of options at the back. If you're wanting to make dinner every night, start with Tuesday night. You know, like just start with one sure. night a week that you know you'll make dinner every week. You know, start small is what she's saying. So Don't the long-term be like, goal. every day I'm going to... 
right. dinner. So the long-term goal would be to have a larger goal in mind, but yes. start with small things mm-hmm. and then build up to the big one. Yeah. So walk to the, your end of your block every day for a month and mm-hmm. then add another block. Yeah. And so on and so if forth. If you're wanting to be more active, maybe that's, yeah, I want to be more active. So we're going to start with this. Okay. Deal. So anyways, that is this, this new chapter of Challenge The accepted. Lazy Genius. What yeah. about you? What are I you can't reading? wait for chapter four <laughs> in July, 2022. Oh, golly. Uh, what am I, I reading? Had a lot of faith in me. Yeah, no, not so much. Um, <laughs> I'm reading all kinds of things as usual, specifically a commentary on Hosea. We just, you know, we're working through that as a church, doing some Mark study. We're going to do the gospel of Mark um, this fall. And then my proposal was officially accepted Yay! for my doctorate which means now I have a whole lot of work to do. So I'm actually rereading a couple of the resources, specifically uh, the Demon's Book and the Angel's Book by Mike Heiser while I work through Reversing Hermon again and working all those through kind of making my notes mm-hmm. and preparing myself. Because I think my my I think I'm close to like Nailed nailing down. down my argument mm-hmm. to an extent that it it's not airtight, but it's closer than it was yeah. when I started. So... That's helpful. But, that is helpful. But yeah, so I'm doing a lot of random reading of a lot of different things all open at the same time while also trying to maintain a normal job, which is not very normal right now. How do you right do now. it? Tell I don't us know. all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I read this book called The Lazy Genius Way. <laughs> I learned if... You, you know, take small steps. Read read a page a day and <laughs> just kept, it became whole books a day. And The big goal was here and I did the small... <laughs> just yep. being a jerk. No, it is. It's funny. So that was what you are reading. What are you watching? Uh, I'm watching all kinds of things, but what I want to talk about this month okay. are the couple of movies I saw. Okay. Top Gun. Was it good? Amazing. I really would like to see it. You need to. The fact that you haven't seen either I Top Gun. I, I have seen. Oh, you've seen the other one? Yes. That's what I'm going to talk about in my- Update. Never yes. mind. I'll stop saying Yes. Uh, yeah. So- yeah, Top Gun was fantastic. So good that we took the girls. There's only one word that was a little uncomfortable. The rest mm-hmm. of the movie is way cleaner than good. the first one was. Really, really good. Action-packed, solid. It was good. Just liked it. So, thumbs up all around. Uh, and then Stranger Things is, season four is amazing. Really? Really, really good. So, I watched those with the girls early in the month of June. Excited for talking about the next volume next month mm. when it comes out <laughs> that you've already watched shush uh <laughs> we'll talk about it next month but anyway see that was it was really really well done I, I like where they're heading with it they're setting it up for a really cool but i hear that that's not coming five. until 2024 or something yeah the kids are like 75 years old at this point I so mean, there's no seriously they they actually there's multiple articles coming out that that that's one of the issues they're running into is that these kids were like really, really young when it started. Mm-hmm. And now we're only a couple of years into the story and they're all like 20 year olds. Yeah. So yeah. What you gonna do? Like there's this great uh, Instagram story of Millie Bobby Brown being carried by the doctor in the show. And when she first, the first season when he carried her, she's like, you know, huddled up in his arms and he's basically holding her. Mm-hmm. Now her legs are like hitting the walls. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're, she's just larger. Yes, yes. Not in a mean way, but just she's a she's, bigger child. Yeah. She's a young woman now. But yeah, yeah, she's not a child really anymore. Yeah. What are you watching? <clears throat> so I, I have watched Top Gun. I finally, it's, I mean, 
yeah, I've ne- I had never seen it before. I watched it a few weeks ago. And what'd you think? It wasn't great. It's cheesy. <laughs> to be honest. It's cheesy. It was just, it was just very weird. 80s. I mean, sure. it was an 80s movie. Yeah. So, I mean, not that all 80s movies are like this, but I had never, yeah, I'd never seen it before. So I was like, maybe we should watch this. And it's on, I think it was Amazon Prime. Sure. So because of if the you're really one. wanting to, yes, that's why. And I still haven't seen the new one yet either, but it's hard to find time to get to the theater when you have a nine month old. But yeah, that's part of it. But that's neither here nor there. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Um, another thing, though, that I watched on Netflix is called Lincoln Lawyer. Fantastic. Really liked that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I want the second. This is what this is what is the problem, though, is I watch these things right after they come out, and then we have to wait, you know, a year or or right. more, right, for the seek for the second season, not really a sequel, but the second season. And, sure. And I'm bummed because I really liked those characters, and I wanted to keep. That's the hard part about Netflix too, is they only do you know eight to ten episodes, and that's all you get. Yeah. You now it's not like cable where it's twenty some. But that season was really good, and the and the show was very well better than the movie with Matthew McConaughey by a long shot. Yeah, I don't really remember the movie very much, but I just remember him being in a Lincoln a lot. (laughs) 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 Hence, the name of the uh, movie. Anyways, but yeah, and he kept driving to the end of streets and going, "What's that bison looking at?" Right, (laughs) he was staring me down. Anyways, but it was really good. Characters I really liked. Yeah. I think that's the first thing I've seen Nev Campbell in since the movie Scream. She's still alive. So It's great. And I thought they did. They I just liked, it was a very diverse cast. Yes. They were very diverse and they were all great. Yeah. The only part that was weird for me was his accent kind of came and went to different points. Mm. And I don't totally know what that's all about. But other than that, it's good. But it's about, you know, his father was a lawyer, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Spoiler: His father is actually Matthew McConaughey from the other movie. He is not. That's not true. But That's if, not if he's true. really funny, if he came out, all right, all right, all right. But I mean, that is one thing that I I thought it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to the defense attorney yeah side of it. I think sometimes I know there's two there's two camps. You're either like I can't believe you defend these people, these monsters, quote unquote. You right. know, or there's the other of like you are very selfless to try to help these people who are wrongfully convicted, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was good to see, get a little background on like, why would you, you know, try to defend somebody that is possibly guilty and you know, they actually are guilty, you know? So it was good. Yeah. There's, there's kind you know, some confliction going on inside that's worth, it's a good, yeah, it's a good show. I liked it a lot. It's a good concept. What's, what are you learning these days? Um, so I'm learning that you just, you can't be great at everything. Okay. And that's okay. So bringing in, I mean, so before, you know, being a coworker, yep. being a, a, um, a spouse, Correct. being a, a sibling to someone else, being, you like being a friend, like even then you could kind of juggle everything and be pretty good at almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe that was just me being naive. And then you bring in being a parent and you realize that some of those things, not that they necessarily need to fall to the ground completely, but like they just are not going to carry as much weight anymore. So I'm still going to strive to do great things in my workplace or with my friendships or whatnot. But I'm definitely realizing that I need to just be okay with them, me not, being perfect right. in all of those areas sure. because it's just not going to happen. Right. And that 
is okay. Yeah, does that make does that make sense? It does. The good news is that season of your life is here, and then it'll change. Then it'll come back and it ebbs and flows. I'm a little older, <clears throat> a lot, a, little older. a lot older. But just the feeling that you're feeling, I totally get. I'm also getting to the point where I'm like, my kids don't want as much time with me. Mm-hmm. And they're almost to the point where they're able to leave the house on their own, which terrifies me, giving my, yeah, right. potentially giving my daughter a key. Aye. And like, aye, here aye, you go, aye. drive the car, don't crash it, please. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a little terrifying. But in those moments, I'm thinking, it frees right, up your time. For we're getting things, to a Tom. spot where I'm going to be probably a better friend, probably a better whatever, son or whatever, because I'll, I won't be consumed by them all the mm-hmm. time, which is also sad. So yeah. it's just weird. Because you definitely feel a little a little guilt when, I mean, people call it mom guilt, but I actually just want to call it parent guilt because I know that my husband Aaron even feels it at times. So it's not really just mom guilt. But when, yeah, like I have friends that have been great and have done great things, you know, in my life. And then I'm like, man, I need to be doing that, which is a good reminder, but it also can slightly make me guilty. And then I have to remind myself that, as you said, like they're in a different stage right now. They don't have a nine month old at home. Right. Their kids are older. So they can spend their time doing a few other things, you know? So anyways, and they're called to that. You're called to what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also the comparison, you know, just so many things that come in, but what are you learning? Uh, I'm learning that academia, academia uh, is not, the most fun experience. Mm, not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I've kind of hinted at this for a while, but even the process of getting the doctorate proposal accepted and now the process of writing and the bureaucracy of it all. And I'm just learning, because there was a time, I don't know if you knew this, but way back when I left my first actual pastoral job, I was pretty much thinking I was going to just move into academia and mm. I was just going to mm-hmm. write books and be a professor and stuff. And the Lord was gracious to me and kind of kicked me in the butt and brought me back to the church. And the church in Milwaukee was really helpful to get me back on my feet. And then this has been a great experience here. But there was this, I don't know if it was a lie, but there was sort of this in my heart, this idea of, oh, it'd be really fun just to study all day long and do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm really happy that I'm to this point and I'm almost done with this part of the degree. And my whole, you know, academic process is almost finished but man, holy cow, the hoops you got to jump through. Like I said, I'm, I think I'm narrowing down my argument to the point where it's almost airtight. That's a, that takes more than you think. So I, I've been basically all consuming here for like a year and a half, two years, just writing this paper and I'm not even wow. starting it yet. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I've got all these ideas and I'm going, oh, I got to really argue that through. Okay, let's, let's mm-hmm. read this. So then I have to read a whole book just to determine whether I can fight for that argument or not. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's so much more work than people realize. Well, you have to see all the holes that somebody could poke into yeah. it, right? Yeah, because I mean, you're writing a paper that's potentially going to have to be argued in front of a group of people. Mm-hmm. And if they poke a hole in, in this, this, or this, then you don't get the degree. Yeah. You have to be able to defend that, yeah, yeah. as they say. Right, which means that either then you are defining your argument in such a way or you're leaving a huge chunk out. So there's books that I've read and prepared for this that I may never actually use. Mm-hmm. Think of how exciting that is. Right, where you're like, that seems like a waste. Yeah. So the good news is, too, that it's it's starting to help me see what writing books looks like, and that's something I do want to do down the road. Mm. So academia is not, like, the thing for me, but pastoral ministry with sort of, like, a pastor-theologian, mm. you know, thing. That'd mm-hmm. be really kind of cool. But um, So, yeah, I'm getting there, but it's definitely a strange 
process and that's where I'm at. So, yeah. yeah. What are you listening to listening these days? Listening to. Uh, I'd have to say really Death Was Arrested live version by North Point Worship. It's for you, Bishop. As I say, a little shout out. Yeah, our part-time producer. Uh, the, the, he's the temp producer. We can't give him any real authority. Little creds. Yeah, because we don't want to get a big head. <laughs> he's staring at me right now. So, uh, yeah, I've been listening to that song. It's so good. Um, girls, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to put it in your playlist. And if you're the Winnebago kids listening to this, you need to listen to it more than you listen to the junk music that you listen to on the uh, camping retreat that we went on a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, so that's good. I, but, I, you know, I, typically I'm just listening to a bunch of different podcasts, worship music, stuff like that. Um, yeah, just some good stuff. But that really, that song made <laughs> camp great. And Bishop led it. And it was great. It was good. awesome. So that's a good, it's a good uh, song there to talk about. It's really just, it's a glorified shout out. I wanted to make sure that this got on the podcast so okay. people knew it. Okay. It's sort of an inside joke with the Winnebago youth group. It really has no purpose on this podcast, but I did it anyway. <laughs> what are you listening to, Erica? So I listened to um, a podcast called Your Own Backyard. Okay. This is a, a true crime podcast. About that a dog burying a bone. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be actually really funny in the end? That's what it all is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, did you look in your own backyard? Um, so it is It is all about Kristen Smart. Okay. Who back in, I think it was 96, late 90s. This is not the girl who was taken. I mean, not taken, like abducted, and then. That was. Elizabeth Smart. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So this is Kristen. She okay. was a college student at, what do they call it? Cam. Cal, Cal Poly, I think is what they call it. Oh, I did this um, in a different podcast. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so she she was in her first year, okay. and she, like, quote, unquote, disappeared. She was on her way back from a party, never seen again. Now, there is somebody who, I mean, there are people who saw her at the party, and there was one last person that was with her in the very end who they just now have, I think it was last year, they... um arrested him and his father. And when did this happen? 96. So you're talking 25 years later. It is. When you listen to the podcast, you are slightly frustrated at <laughs> like how just, yeah. it was so botched. Like a month late. I mean, they had this guy's name early on. I mean, actually they didn't even take her missing seriously for a few days, a week or something. Wow. Like I think before they even did anything, the parents were on campus putting up, flyers of her they it's it's just really sad i mean now they have like a a Kristen smart policy on all college campuses that the campus security has to actually talk to law enforcement and wow. because it's almost like campus security was doing something and then law enforcement was doing something and they weren't talking to each i don't know it was it was crazy anyways you yeah you listen to the podcast and you're very frustrated because i don't know why this didn't happen a long time sure. ago I mean, and they've done different searches and they've done different, th I mean, it's just, it's just sad. It's sad that it has taken this long to bring any sort of justice about. And yeah. So anyways, a really good podcast if you like True Kime. He does, this is his first podcast. Okay. He just took an interest in this story and decided to bring it about. And he does a fantastic job. I mean, it's just, it's very, very well done. Really? You, he wrote, produced, and did it all so wow like his own you, music and everything yeah well i don't know about i don't know about the music okay i don't remember that part but i know that it was he wrote and produced okay. it so i don't know about the music part but um 
I mean, what's cool about these podcasts, too, because I also listened to one, Up and Vanished, that was also about, I mean, Up and Vanished, like somebody disappeared, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, stuff comes out when these are done. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing, I mean, with, like, Unsolved Mysteries when that sure. show was on. Like, things Such a just, great show. Things just come out of the woodworks. Like, people are more, almost more comfortable talking to these people right. or putting anonymous tips into these people than they are to law enforcement. Sure. Like, so many things have come out based on, yeah, from this podcast. Because, yeah, so it's a really good podcast. So if you enjoy True Crime, I would. Which makes the podcast worth it to some extent, right? I mean, the idea that at first you think this person just glorifying a a mistake or a thing that was done or, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, how dare you? But then if the episodes lead people to reaching out and finding out more facts and more details and ultimately the crime is solved to some extent. Yes. That's worth it. Because he did this before... Because he was actually done. I don't remember when, 2000? I don't remember when he actually was done. And then the arrests happened, and so now he's going to cover the trial. Oh, okay. Because they're not letting any media. Sure. Like, you have to pen and paper into the courtroom is all they're allowing. Like, so anyways, he's going to cover that um, with the podcast. So. Okay. uh, But yeah, it's, it was good, and I like that there's closure some closure yeah yeah definitely um and then another thing that i was listening to seems like i'm really just in love in the crime lately i don't know but is a book so Aaron, i don't read a lot of books Aaron, if you're listening <laughs> be very careful sorry so i don't maybe read a lot of books but i do listen to them okay uh and we'll, so this we'll one allow it. is called we'll yeah thank you well it's called paris apartment by lucy foley okay i talked about two of her other books previously guest list and hunting party and they're they're murder mystery written from different perspectives about the same kind of thing. This one, I mean, Guest List was really good. Hunting Party seems almost like the same thing as Guest List. This one is, like, completely different, and it is, I had no idea the ending. Like, really? I had no idea. I was like, oh, my, that's it. Like, so, it was really good. So, Paris Apartment, it's, it is Crime, you know, it's yeah. a murder mystery, so there's probably some things in there that aren't great. But if you enjoy that sort of thing, it was it was really good. And so. it takes place in in Paris. It does. <gasps> I know, right? Okay. She actually like because her other ones take place more in like Great Britain, so she she uh, expanded her horizons a little bit. We. Oui. What's, For what's, all of you that didn't know, that was yes in French. <laughs> I'm multilingual. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really claiming that to be true. What is on your heart? So what is on my heart is just us being, just reminding ourselves that this is not our home. Yeah. That at the end of the day, we need to just continually be mindful that like, this is not where we need to be storing up our treasures. This is not where we need to be, I don't know, putting all of our time and energy. Right. Um, yes, we can still be fighting injustice. We can still be fighting the good fight, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, this place probably isn't going to get better, right? right? Like, right. it's not necessarily meant to. It's fallen, right? True. So. Now, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer or anything, but I just want us to be mindful of the fact that, like, some things might look great, but that doesn't always mean that that's, like, the be-all, end-all of why we're here. Or, um, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know if that's quite explaining what I'm trying to get across, but just being mindful that this isn't our home. Yeah, I feel like you're dancing around a topic. So here's what's on my heart. I would say, I, yeah, I got it. Let me, let me not, if, if we're talking about the same thing, uh-huh. you, you can confirm in a minute. But so here's what's on my heart. I'm watching the Supreme Court's decision with Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the various responses. And I'm thinking, we are so in a bad spot in general. I mean, and, and this is not, I clearly have a strong opinion. I'm very much pro-life. I'm all for the idea. But I also have friends who are very strong pro-life, who are very strong libertarians, who think the government shouldn't be making any decisions on anything. Mm-hmm. It's not even a matter of whether the Supreme Court should decide on this it's or like not. Nothing. It's just they, the state shouldn't have even the chance to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. That's a way wilder answer. So I know people who are very much Christian, who I think would fight the pro-life fight, who have no desire to celebrate this because this feels even crazier. It's like, still the government. It's dictating. still government overreach. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I have a feeling that there are some people in my life that are fighting with those people thinking that they're arguing for a pro-choice agenda when they're, all they're saying is, no, 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 this is a much bigger conversation altogether. And then I have other people who are pro-choice who are just doing so because they just want people to have the freedom of choice. But if you were really brass tacks about it, they would probably say, no, I'm fi- I, I believe in pro-life and I would push women toward this direction, but I just don't think we have the right to do this. And instead what we do is we just fight mm-hmm. and we just throw stupid things online as if that's going to change anything. Yeah. So I- I'm watching people walk around, protest, do kind of crazy things. And then the counter protests and the other protests and the, I'm going, okay, can we find a spot here where we just understand that maybe, just maybe, some of these things have a little more nuance than we'd like them to. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even mean that you have to be pro whatever. You know, or I, I, I think we just make it like it's a, it's a one-sided issue or a two-sided issue, I should say, and, or two sides of the same coin, So I guess is really what I'm aiming for. And we, we just narrow people down and put them in a group and go, okay, then now this is why you're thinking this way or feel this way. And it just lacks love. Oh, God, yeah. It lacks conversation altogether. And truthfully, and I've made this point a number of times, either on this podcast or in sermons or elsewhere, I have a very strong feeling that over the next 10 years, we as Christians are living in more and more what's going to feel like Babylon. It, it's mm-hmm. going to feel like our agenda has no purpose or no place in this, this, this country. Mm-hmm. Could we go down fighting? Sure. What value will that have is a question that's worth asking. Where at the same time, I would rather be on the front lines for some of this, right? I'd rather be supporting pregnancy center. I'd rather be meeting with people who are considering abortion. I'd rather be talking to people who have just had one and who are completely depressed and despondent about the fact that they feel like they did something wrong. There, there are so many pieces to this puzzle that are so much bigger than you think. And we want to make sure that our voice is heard at the expense of everything else. Mm -hmm. So all I'm saying here is let's be very, very careful with how we argue and where we go with it. And that's what's on my heart. I I feel like, yes, I wish that we lived in a world where nothing bad happened. That day is coming. Yeah. That's what heaven's going to look like. For right now, we are living in the in-between and things are going to get really rocky, really bad, really weird. And occasionally we're going to question whether God's even at work. He is. 
He's working in you and me. He's fighting. We've got this thing. Let's trust him. Let's walk through it. And let's, let's love each other in the process. And instead of, you know, doing something really terrible that would be sinful, let's mm-hmm. give someone a hug and walk with them through their situation, whatever it looks like. Is that close to what you were yeah, yeah, kind of I mean, highlighting? Yeah, I think, I mean, just kind of talking about what you were talking about too, I think, yeah, we, pe- we pigeonhole people, right. like put them into this box. Because I would say if it were to a pro-choice person, if you were to say, so you like, you're okay with people killing babies, they would say, no. And that's not always the point for them, right? Like the point for them is we shouldn't be dictating. They should have a choice, you know? And so, and I mean, I don't love that either, but I think if we actually talked to people and listened instead of, as you said, like just making sure my voice is heard, which that's not, that's not the point. And it's, yeah. And I think there are people out there that actually do have that opinion of being willing to kill babies. That's a whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be ends on both ends of this spectrum that are extreme to the point yes, where it's like, yeah. whoa, that is evil or that is something else incarnate. Yeah, I totally get it. At the same time, the majority of us are not even close to that. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. I to- so I totally agree yeah. with you. And I think if we saw people as people who might be confused, maybe aren't living the truth, we can probably go, hey, love you. Let's walk through this together and figure it out. Maybe a better way to live it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.